Good evening and welcome to episode 360 of the Private Property Podcast. I'm your host, Uzamandungwa Kumalo. It's the Wednesday edition of the Private Property. It's a Tuesday edition. Look at me just skipping days like that uh, of the Private Property Podcast. And if you join us for the first time, uh, welcome to the show. I do hope that you will be able to catch up on all the great episodes that you have missed out on across our social media platforms. And of course, you can also catch us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And to our regular viewers on Facebook, on Instagram, as well as on YouTube, welcome to it. We are uh, certainly uh, have an appointment every single weekday at 7 p.m. where I'm always in conversation with a property expert who helps us make better property decisions. And it doesn't matter where you are in your property journey, you can be assured that there's always something for you uh, wherever you are. And of course, you can also catch a whole host of other great shows across private properties social media pages as it is a tuesday you can catch on balloon Walker on the farming podcast and she comes to your screens every tuesdays and thursdays uh, for all of you with green fingers and certainly want to know all things agriculture that is a show that you want to tune into and every mondays and fridays chad brings you the home shoppers show where he takes us through incredible properties that you can find on www.privateproperty.co.za and certainly gives us a good taste of what we can expect uh, from those properties. And on Wednesdays, Esty Clarsen brings you the first-time home buyers show, which is always in conversation with people who've not only walked that first-time home buying journey, but have gone on to grow their property portfolios from strength to strength. Well, do make sure that you follow us across our social media pages. Uh, you can follow myself at Zamadongwa underscore K. And talking about social media pages, as you know, we're running a great competition on our Facebook page. We've got a pinned post there where we have set another bold target uh, and we want to find out from you at home uh, you know what are some of the lessons that you have learned uh, watching the show and I think we want to hear whether it's this show or of course the other shows but especially this one I mean, we've been around for for quite a bit what have been some of the you know tips that you've been able to pick up and do share with us and you stand a chance of walking away with 500 rand in cash uh, and of course the only way to claim your prize is to make sure that you are watching us live on the show it's that easy to walk away with cash right here on the private property podcast with myself was a Later on, I'll be announcing who the potential lucky winner is. I hope you're watching. I think we're probably going to have what is it? A, 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 we're going to have to make it a thousand five hundred in the in the in the money bag because yesterday we we're supposed to have two winners, and so that would have been a thousand rands. And unfortunately, both of them uh, were not watching this live. So we've got a thousand five hundred rand in the money bag, and that's what's up for grabs for you at home. So do keep watching. Perhaps you will be this evening's lucky winner. 
I want to find out from you at home, uh, you know, as, especially as we're looking at this topic. We're looking at what to look out for when purchasing a stand or land. I want to find out from you at home if you've you know, gone the route of buying land uh, or a stand in an estate and wanted to build. And if so, how was that experience? And what are some of the things that you've learned doing that? I know that uh, you know, buying to build is a very different experience uh, to those who end up, you know, buying a house that's already done and complete. Uh, and you, you take on such a huge responsibility uh, when you buy land in order for you to build. And we're going to be looking at, um, you know, some of the, the do's and don'ts uh, when you're going to be buying land or a stand and really focusing on residential land. So we're not going to look at, uh, you know, agriculture that would be um, Bali's forte, and looking at some of the things that you need to watch out for if this is what you want to do. And of course, how you can go about spotting some scams. Because unfortunately, we all know that we have been seeing a rise of different property scams, just scams in general. Uh, but because we're talking property, we've seen a rise of this. And we certainly see uh, a lot of instances where they'll say a stand is you know, for sale and the price is quite low and people get desperate. We'll be touching on that as well later on in the show. And to help us get a better sense of what we need to look out for, what we need to be aware of, I'm joined this evening by Matsalem Mohodi, who's a principal at Snooks Real Estate. Matsalem, good evening, and thank you so much for joining us on the show. Good evening, Zama, and your listeners and your viewers, and thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. I heard you saying it's your three, number 360, episode number 360. Yes. That's a cool cycle, so I'm very excited to be that person. I love that. <laughs> and I haven't, even, I haven't even made the connection. Yes. Oh, I love That's it. Absolutely, <laughs> right? It's, it's mm. the most full circle of it all. Yeah. Um, I think, if anything, the viewers can probably share some of their full circle moments. Uh, I hadn't made the connection with See? that. So, thank you so much, uh, <laughs> And And when we look at uh, you know, buying a stand. And, and it's probably also a full circle moment for so many different people uh, as property typically is, right? When we think about us as Black people who weren't able to access home ownership, um, the ability certainly for, when I look at my generation, the ability for us to be able to, to buy, sell, you know, rent out our properties becomes a very full circle moment when we reflect on our, our mothers, never mind taking it as far as our grandmothers, our great-grandmothers who unfortunately didn't have the opportunity to do that at at the ages that we are or were when we first bought property. So I think that's already uh, a very big full circle moment that I know so many of us, especially Black people and particularly Black women, um, go through when it comes to property. And, and, and so when we then look at, uh, you know, buying a stand or, or land, um, Matalene, perhaps first just share with us, what are some of the, the we'll say, key do's and don'ts? Um, before we just look at, you know, when you're buying, uh, whether in a suburb or you're buying in an estate, just generally some of the do's and don'ts. Because I think we're increasingly seeing people who want to buy a stand to build their own homes because they're like, ah, these ones, uh, I don't want to live in an apartment anymore or, you know, it's too small. And so, but we're still not really used to buying land, right? I mean, I think for the most part, we're buying, you know, properties or houses. So what are some of the key do's and don'ts that we need to be aware of uh, when we buy land? Yeah, um, yeah, thanks so much, Zama, because this is one of the biggest things. You know, people want property, 
and not everybody is ready to to purchase um, to get a bond from the bank. So when when a person finds a land that is for sale, it is important to understand whether the person that is selling the land is the rightful owner. I think that's the most most important thing because whether you're buying through an estate agent, um, sometimes estate agents don't even check. Um, then mm. you, you you follow the process and you pay money uh, when it's not really the person that is an, that is uh, that has the right to sell the property. So you have to know that it is the rightful owner or somebody that has been mandated by the family to sell that that stand on the family's behalf. Um, but also, what is key is to understand. You know, sometimes you you go around and you see vacant stands. And, and all of a sudden, then you see somebody building on that land. Um, it is important to understand whether that stand is zoned for residential. So if it is a stand that is within uh, other properties where the township has already been established, then it is fine. You, you know, most probably that stand is also zoned for residential. But if you're buying a stand that has been sitting there for a few years, nobody touching it, um, it is important to understand maybe it was left out because there's a problem with the soil conditions on that land and it is not suitable for residential purposes. So when you buy land, um, no matter how desperate, no matter how good the deal may look, it is important. You'd rather spend a few more cents to check and do your own research to see why is this land been sitting here? You know, what are the dynamics around uh, the stand being sitting here, and especially when it is very cheap, then you it, then you must make sure that you you really spend some time uh, so that when you indeed take the stand on into your name, then you know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And that's such an important one um, that you've raised, uh, Mateling. I think I, I I'm, I'm very passionate about you know soil quality in in a in a in a stand or in a property and and it's probably because you know, I, there's a building construction course i did where you look at and understand what different kinds of soil uh, and what it means if your property has that kind of soil how you should be building and should not be building if you have that kind of soil and perhaps even some of the challenges that you're going to encounter you know given this the soil quality or density uh, you know, is it clay soil or whatever that the, the type is, uh, how you need to work around it. And, and I think it's one of those things that we typically don't think about. Um, I mean, and I've had instances also in my earlier days of, of, you know, property where there'd be certain stands that I'd see and I'm like, oh, this is such a low price. You know, it's, you don't even need to get bank financing. You can just buy it uh, by yourself and not realizing that it goes wow. far deeper than um, just that piece of land, right? Because some of it, as you you point out, may not actually be particularly suitable for, for building a house or, or you're going to have issues uh, or a lot of injury, or you're going to have to bring in specialists to, you know, top up the soil and do all kinds of things that end up costing you so much money. Uh, and unfortunately, you probably didn't uh, know about it. And, then, and spend money and spend money through engineering. Yes, exactly. So, so what exactly. I also wanted, yeah, sorry. So, um, what, what I also wanted to say is that sometimes um, maybe a person feels that they've got some money, and because they've got this cash, hey, people have got money, Zama, huh? People have money. So now this person acquires a stand, and because they can throw money around, they give money to the to the person that sold them the stand, and the process has not even started with the attorneys with the transfers. And they start building 
And because mm-hmm. Sibaning, we want, we want accommodation, we want to rent, we want to house our families. Um, so these people that have got money, they start building lots of rooms and cottages on these stands and they start renting them out. So, uh, I mean, I know a case where uh, these guys, I mean, they clapped money together, they bought the stand, uh, they built so many rooms on the stand, but the, the property is not theirs. The property is not theirs yet. So whether, even if they can rent out and, and the deal went very wrong and now they're sitting, their money is invested in the property. It is not their property. It is somebody else's property. So it's also very key before you spend money on that land, make sure there's some kind of an agreement, some, something written, uh, some witnesses, some attorneys involved. The reason why we have attorneys, we have convincers, is because they are there to protect you. It's not just about them doing the transfer. It's also about having some contractual agreement that this is what we are getting ourselves into. So do make sure that you contact the right people so that you can follow the correct processes. I know some people would say, okay, we're not cutting out the estate agent. That is also fine, but make sure that you read, that you you understand what you're getting yourself into. Mm, And I can't emphasize that enough, Mazeline, that you want to work with professionals and and oftentimes it's much better to make sure you get a convincer because uh, they're also going to you know, check that is this the rightful person, mm. have a contract in place. And I think the, the unfortunate thing about people who want to bypass, let's say, a conveyance and whatnot is they end up missing the benefit of them checking whether that that the person who's allegedly selling you a property is in fact the rightful owner. Because there might be a sale agreement, but you might find that the, the person who is you know, selling you the property does not have you know, the right over the property. And so they're there signing all these things and you're thinking, well, this looks legitimate, but they actually don't have authority to be selling you um, that property. So making sure that attorneys are there, that there's a conveyance and that these things are checked, uh, while it may cost uh, you know, a bit, property owners will have an attorney. And I think if anybody who's selling your property uh, wants to bypass that step, then that's already uh, a red flag that you need to be aware of. And I can see some of the love that we're already getting on our Facebook page this evening as we're looking at what to look out for when purchasing a stand or land. I'm in a conversation with Madzalene Mahodi, who's a principal at Snooks Real Estate. Sandy Shabika Stemet uh, saying good evening, Zaman, those green hearts. She's watching us on Facebook. Uh, Patricia Ngosi also on Facebook and Uno Ninkuta is also watching us on Facebook. Remember, we will be announcing that lucky winner this evening. I want to see, let's go for a quick break and see who the lucky winner this evening is of that 1,500 rands. And when we come back, we're going to be looking at you know, different ways that firstly, we need to be able to spot scams. Uh, and then secondly, how do we make sure that we uh, get a sense of if we're going to be buying for investment, you know, those who are buying to build rooms or build, you know, apartments. Uh, so really I'll call them micro developers because they're still at a very small level. What you need to be aware of when you buy that piece of land, because we're finding that people are not looking at how, uh, uh, you know, uh, the stand is zoned. They're not looking at the title deed and, and, you know, how many, uh, how many units can actually be, how many dwellings can be on that uh, stand. And they're encountering a lot of issues 
And I think these are some of the things that you need to be aware of upfront and rather plan for them as opposed to you know, just doing it and potentially find yourselves where you might be in a neighborhood where they'll get the courts involved, they'll get, uh, you know, they'll even, I mean, the reality is they can even get you to demolish that structure and nobody wants to have to go through any of that. So let's take that quick break and see who the lucky winner is of that 1,500 rands. And the lucky winner of that 1,500 rands this evening goes to Farana Siddiqui. Uh, Farana Siddiqui, I hope you are watching us this evening. And do claim your prize. Drop us a message down here below. The 1,500 rands will be on your way as soon as we hear from you. And coming back to our conversation this evening from um, certainly looking at what to look out for when purchasing a stand or land, um, joined by Matzalene Mokhod, who's a principal at Snooks Real Estate. And taking some of your questions and comments this evening across our social media platforms, we've got Kevin Bele saying, yes, that is another one, especially farming land. It's actually a problem. People don't have uh, the actual documents. And that's something that I think so many people uh, you know, tend to underestimate that people don't have the documents. And Matane, perhaps let's look at then, how do we spot the scam? Because I think people not having, a, you know, documents is also, for me, certainly, that's a big red flag. Uh, but what are some of the ways should we be aware of that you've even seen out there that where people are scamming people uh, when it comes to uh, the, the purchasing of land? Okay, so um, I think it's it's very key to look at, first of all, the price. So, so every area has got a market-related price for the properties in that area. So if, for instance, you're in an area where prices are quite high, uh, but the stand is very, very cheap, then you need to look at that because the owner of the stand will sell it at market-related prices. Um, because if, if it's very cheap, then you must know that there's something going on there. And then where I've also seen um, uh, people getting into a trap of losing money is whereby somebody says, I'm selling these stands. So like you mentioned earlier on about somebody maybe buying a 2,000 square meter uh, land and then they cut it up or they start selling pieces of that land. That land is very small to start with. Um, but we have seen where people will allocate the same piece of land to multiple buyers. And people start paying money to that, to, 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 the develop, to that person who calls themselves a developer. So when somebody says pay money now, so there are different types. So sometimes um, it, it, maybe some, uh, some kind of a crowdfunding thing to buy land and then to, to later develop on your own. So sometimes that also works. But again, it's important to check. But sometimes there's this land, no demarcation no boards outside to show that there's a, there's a development coming in because this person has just bought this land, has just signed an offer to purchase, 
And then they start selling and, and they take you to the land and they just point there, there's your stand. And the, and the next person is coming with another person. There's your stand. And everybody starts to pay money. So when you are forced or you are told it's a discounting, the special is ending, just know that there might be a problem and it requires you to do a little bit more investigation because if you're selling land, all you need to do is a, a commitment from a person. They give you their documents. You check them out and you take the documents to the bank, either to the bank or you get guarantees. But there is no desperation of getting the money because it takes time. And when you buy land and they say to you, um, you're going to move in in three months, chances are there's a problem because when it is a development, you must understand that there are many things that the developer has to go through before they can sell you the land. For instance, there has to be site plans. The sites have to be demarcated into smaller uh, individual stands. There has to be land surveyor certificates. There's so many things that are done, which we don't know as, 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 as normal people. But the developers are, will go through those things. But when you speak to somebody and you can see which, uh, this one, uh, they're just selling me, you know, they just want the money now. Please be cautious. Please be cautious. Give a bank guaranteed check or, or get, get a bank guarantee. You know, when you have money in the bank, the bank can write you a letter that is a guarantee and you give it to the person. Then that guarantee. So the bank will reserve that money for, for the developer so that when, the, when everything goes through, they are guaranteed of the money. But your money will be saved should anything go wrong with, it, with that development or with that land. So mm. when things seem too good to be true or when you don't understand, you don't see boards, and also go to the NHBRC. Go to the NHBRC to see whether this person that's going to build you a home or this person that is selling you a land, that that land has been registered, it is there, it is in their name, There's, the development is there. Make sure that you check those things. So when somebody has bought land, it takes over two years for, before they can be ready to sell those individual stands because there has to be bulk services, they have to apply for for electricity, for sewer, for bulk services, for roads. So make sure that those things are there. But if it is an individual stand between other properties, then you are almost safe, but you still need to check. If they say money, no money. Don't pay money upfront. And, and you know, Matsuring, I, I, I love that you've even made the distinction between, you know, we'll say buying a normal stand, you put, you see it on privateproperty.co.za versus somebody who has a big piece of land, perhaps they've bought a few hectares and they're selling off pieces of it. Because as you rightfully put out, we're seeing instances where people are doing that and they don't have title deeds and talk about, you know, title deeds being available only after the fact. Um, you must you put your name down. And the reality is it doesn't work like that, right? I mean, something like that should raise alarm bells for you uh, because in the event where that is a legal transaction, the title deed should already be ready because if you're paying for it, you're going to sign. Uh, and especially if you're buying it cash, then you can have all your documentation saying that you're the rightful owner um, on, you know, as soon as registration occurs. But in the event where those things are not going to be happening and are not going to be in place, then you really do need to uh, ask questions and probably walk away from that deal. It doesn't matter how good it seems, as Umadzeleng, you know, highlights. If it seems too good to be true, the odds are it most certainly is.
And I see that our winner this evening, Farana Siddiqui, is in fact watching us live and she's popped us a message down here below. Uh, congratulations to you, Farana, walking away with that 1,500 rands, the first winner of our new competition here on the Private Property Podcast with myself, Uzamandungwa Kumalo. Uh, we're certainly going to be rolling out more of this. The money bag is back at 500 rands tomorrow evening and we'll see who the lucky winner is going to be. And taking more of your questions and comments this evening, we've got Umenzi Butelezi saying, another scam is when an unknown law firm contacts you to call the bank regarding your loan. Uh, and we've also got Ugebim Bele saying, I think also municipality can, can assist uh, somehow to verify, I guess. And I think the, the reality with the municipality is usually that's not where you go when you want to verify um, if if a property belongs to a person. That That's not what they do. Uh, and so you, you're going to be very hard pressed trying to get that from them because I think even people who live, who work there, uh, that's not the nature of their job. So I don't think the municipality, Maspala, they're not the ones who are going to help you with that one. Um, if anything, by the time we are Umaspala, it's you as the owner and there are certain things that you might be having issues with or services or whatever the case is, but they're not going to be there to verify uh, that those kinds of details for you. And I think, that, and that's why when you work with an attorney, they also very, they can verify these things. I mean, professionals, we know how to check who a property belongs to. This is not a difficult thing to do at all. And, and so you want to make sure that all those checks are in place. And, and sometimes you'll find that in a title deed, there might be three names, but the offer to purchase only has one signature. And at no point was there a power of attorney. And so you're going to be hard pressed because somebody's selling a property that they don't have full right you know, of selling. They, they own a they, they are one of three owners and not the only one. So understanding those dynamics becomes such an important thing. And I think, Matsalene, when we then look at, um, you know, those people who want to develop, because I think uh, the reality is there's a rise of that, especially seeing it, you know, in townships where Abantu want to buy some land and want to build. And they see value in being able to build Bafagama room, make them, you know, slightly more luxurious. Uh, because we've seen that there is a gap in the township property market, especially when it comes to quality rentals. What what tips can you give uh, you know, viewers who are either going down that path or are already in the middle of doing that when it comes to um, you know, buying a stand for that purpose? Because I, I think not many people understand the, the full value chain of you know, buying a, a stand when you want to develop. So can you just take us through what we should be aware of if the intention is to do a small development or wakamaru, um, as you were saying earlier, that you know some people who have done that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I just want to, to state something. So if somebody wants to check uh, ownership, go to the deeds office or go to an attorney or to an estate agent that has got facilities to check for you. Or if you do go, it's, it's very reasonable I think it's under 50 rand to, to get that kind of information, but it will be worth your while. So go to this office. Um, so if you, you've got a stand um, in the township and it's big enough for, to, to accommodate um, a few, just understand that that, that stand, the, the stand um, <clears throat> it, it's got the right zoning, and then you also know 
how far you can build within the stand. Because what we tend to see is that people buy a stand and then they fill up the whole yard. So the problem is with that is that the reason why we have the municipality, the departments, or uh, where you can go to to get your plans approved is because they will be able to show you that on this stand, there's a pipe, a municipality that goes through this land and you can't build on this portion of this piece of land. So it is very important that you go through the municipality, you have plans that are drawn and they are approved. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you know, I know that we're having a mind. Also, we find that for each stand, if it is a residential, Apologies there, Madzeleng. I know that we're having a minor uh, technical issue with your signal where it was a bit delayed. Um, I think you were just highlighting the, the different types of zoning. So whether it's, you know, res one, res two, I think we can pick it up from there. There was a few seconds of uh, the signal not being too okay. great, but we brought you back properly now. Okay, okay, sure. So I was saying um, that when you buy the stand, you have to be sure that it is res one or res three, Uh, Because if you start building many units, but your stand is zoned to have one family or, you know, a few, just family members, and then now you're going to house 10 family members, 10, not 10 family members, 10 families that come with their own children, partner, and all of that. So it is important to understand that each stand has got a, a provision for one family. Oops. For one family. So, so if you, sorry, my, my battery almost finished there. So, so if you're getting many families on one stand, that is already a problem because the infrastructure is not ready for that. So if you are going into building rooms, go the right route. Find, make sure that the, the, the stand can be rezoned because in the process of rezoning, then the municipality also makes you pay some money to be able to upgrade the infrastructure on that stand so that you can be able now to be upgraded to the higher, like res three, where you can accommodate a few people, many people on that stand, and then they upgrade your systems. And also what is key is that you also have to go uh, according to the municipal bylaws and know that if you are housing a certain number of families, you also have to provide parking, uh, because it is important that they have parking in those properties. Because what I tend to also see is that our people get to stay in places where they can't even park their cars. So it means upfront mm. we've already judged them to say they're not going to, ah, these ones are not going to, you know, they're not the car people. So, so it is important to also look at that because it also improves on the value of your property. So if it is all congested and it is not well, uh, well built, then it means it is always going to be accommodating people that cannot afford. And you might also have problems with that. So if you're investing in property, make sure that you do it properly upfront because that, then that increases the value of your property ultimately. Mm. And, you know, I know of way too many instances where property uh, investors in particular uh, have unfortunately not done it the right way 
and they've no they they knowingly don't do it the right way because I think it's it's one thing to to not have known all these things, but often abandoning bubble they know shouldn't be done, but because they are operating ekasi, uh, they're like no we can get away with it and bypass all these things. Uh, another comment here, the last one coming through from Ukebin Bele saying uh, plans should also be approved as well, and that's a very big one. We're seeing that plans are not being approved, and there can be all sorts of headaches uh, when you build with plans that are not approved. Mataleng, any final tip before I let you go this evening when it comes to buying land or a stand? Final tip. So if you're going into, like, uh, on this point of of building to rent out, um, I've seen a lot of people that will say, okay, I've got this amount of money. Uh, I'm going to build a property. I'm going to build um, cottages to rent out. But along the way, they run out. So it is very important that when you're planning to build something, make sure that you have involved professionals like the QS, like uh, some project manager, if you're not doing it yourself, so that you know that the money that you've got can stretch you up to a certain point. Then you can plan for the second phase of your development, whether it's a property or a development. Then you can plan for that because now you've invested your money. You can enjoy your house, your property. You can't do anything. You are stuck. You can't move forward. You can't move backwards. So make sure that you've got professionals that are helping you to start the process so that you are on the right track. But also the other one is that, you know, you get people that build because they want to, to, to rent out as an investment. You mentioned investment. So it is also critical that when you want to be an investor in property, you are not the type. So, so before you become an investor, you have to earn the right to be an investor by starting to save money. So you save first so that when you have money saved, you are able to take this money and invest it in property so that whatever happens in that investment, because investment is a risk, it's a risk, risky business. So when you save first, then you earn the right to invest. Whatever happens, you are still okay. You can start again. So I have seen where people will say, yes, the stand, I'm buying it with my last cent, with my pension. They take money from family and then everybody has lost. So when you are getting into investment, property investment, make sure that you've got money saved and you can use that money. And if you lose it, you are still okay because you can start afresh and it doesn't really disturb your life or your family or your friends or whoever else may have given you the money. So um, I wish you all the best. Uh, there's there's lots of needs out there and, and it's very good to see people trying to do things, but make sure that when you're trying to do those things, you get the right advice, you mix with the right people that will show you what needs to be done. And, mm-hmm. and I wish you all the success. Mm-hmm. And that's such a great note to leave it on, uh, Mataleng. Thank you so much for joining us on the show this evening. Thank you. Thank you so much. And that is Umatele Mohodi, who's a principal at Snooks Real Estate, wrapping up the Tuesday edition of the Private Property Podcast with myself, Uzamantungwa Kumalo. I'll be back on your screens tomorrow evening at the same time. It is a Tuesday, so you can catch Mbali Nwaka on the Farming Podcast at 8 p.m. Until then, hope you're staying home and staying safe.
We'll be right back.